well, this is a series that uh, we're just starting, this first session. Uh, each one will be roughly about uh, 15 minutes. And uh, firstly, we'll talk a bit about uh, background. And, uh, you know, after 18 years stockbroking, um, the latter years, particularly in investment advice and fund management, uh, I, I suppose, was helping rich people to get richer. Uh, in the last 40 plus years, I've been involved in uh, church, which includes the uh, management direction of monies and overseas network and a business um, as well as the projects overseas of business in the UK. So I had quite a lot to do with uh, money over that uh, period of time. The interesting thing, of course, is that the principles that operate in this world are entirely different to kingdom principles. And sadly, sometimes the principles that operate in this world have uh, somehow, somehow entered into the mentalities in um, church operations and that doesn't feel and it can never be right. See, in this world, the the idea is you, you, you save, you invest and you accrue. In the kingdom of God, in fact, even in Proverbs, it says if you withhold unduly, you gain leanness to your own soul. Uh, blessed are those who who give it's one of the things that Jesus said uh, there's a lot about giving and it's it's about more about being a channel for money than holding it up and so we want to have a look at some of the principles it's an interesting thing that Jesus spoke so much about money in fact, uh, when you begin to go to look at it, you see that you've got these scriptures that say where your treasure, there your heart, where your heart, there your treasure. In fact, the more you look at it, the more you come to realize that uh, money is used kind of like a, a, a thermometer. Uh, it shows on the outside what's really happening on the inside. And we want to make sure that we're getting the thing the right way, but of course it has to be the right way from the heart. So we're talking about something that's important. Strangely, when I first started to travel um, overseas with the gospel, uh, serving in different countries, often much, much poorer than this country, I kind of determined I would never never speak about money. How could I speak about money when we, by comparison, have so much to people who have so little? And I found that, strangely, time and again, I was being asked questions, not asking for money, but questions around, about money. And then quite early on, I, I had a, a, a very uncomfortable experience. Uh, we'd taken a team. We were ministering in a very, very... Uh, poor rural area uh, for a period of days and towards the end of that time 
the, the local people there decided they wanted to give us an offering. I thought, there's no way that I can accept an offering from these people. How can I take from people who are so poor? And my colleague at that time said, that, and if you believe it's more blessed to give than receive, are you wanting to deny these people a blessing? And it made me think, and I realized, no, this, this is something that we can't just avoid. We have to be willing to engage with. We have to be willing to recognize that there's something, uh, in fact, in the scripture, we see that money, giving, offerings, if you like, are connected with, with worship. You see that the farmer would bring, as part of his offering, uh, the produce from his land, whether it was olives that he was growing or if he was a shepherd, the sheep. There, there was always that measure of giving that was connected with worship, giving, of course, of ourselves, but as also reflected, as we've just said, about a temperature gauge showing something. Now, we live in a monetary society. Uh, we don't have olives to bring, but we do have money. So if you think of it like this, we go to work, we earn money, we get paid money. So money is, if you like, a representation of our lives, our work. It's a representation uh, in, in, in foldable form, if you like. So it's a way, in a sense, of giving of ourselves, giving of the increase of our lives, of the produce of our lives. It's part of our giving. Part of our giving is, is our worship and our response to God. And that's how he wants it to be, because he's far more interested in heart attitude than he is amount. You see, we can come under the pressure of things around about us. It can lead us to inaccurate attitudes, wrong reasons for actually giving, wrong reasons for responding to even even requests if it's not giving from the heart it's not kingdom you see <clears throat> in 2 corinthians very clearly and i think this is the basis for giving um in in 2 corinthians uh, 8 it speaks about the giving of the macedonians and he said out of their out of their poverty this is they surprised us they gave, first of all, themselves to God. Then they gave themselves to us. And then out of that, out of that step one, step two, step three was out of their poverty, they gave richly to us. Remember, God measures in terms of cost, not amount. See, that's the basis of, of giving. That's the basis of how we should use money. There's another factor which I found very interesting some years ago. Uh, we were visiting uh, a friend who was in ministry and clearly sitting in, the house, in his house, we realised there was not a lot of money. Threadbare carpets, young children, no washing machine or anything like that. And he began to tell us a story. He said, you know, I had a great experience a few days ago. 
he said, I went to minister somewhere and they gave me this, this really good, really kind gift. And he said, that was so good. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, yeah, you certainly need this. And he said, no, it was good because just a few days afterwards, this missionary came through and I was able to give it to, to him because he had a need. And I suddenly realized not everything that comes to us is for us. We have the privilege of being a channel for God's blessing and God's purpose. And the idea that we hold on to everything that comes as against being a channel for the purpose of God is, of course, contrary to the privilege that God gives us. Equally, we, can't, we cannot be giving from a wrong basis. You know, sometimes it comes, if it's not from the heart, then the basis is not right. If it's just a response to being asked, to being pressure, I mean, it's, that's horrible. I remember being in a, uh, a large conference in an African country. Uh, and I, I don't really like it. I wouldn't do it now. But in these big conferences, they'll have a number of speakers and it becomes competitive almost as to who can bring the most, I don't know whether you call it stirring word or whatever. But they also seem to have a system that if you're not speaking, you might be given the opportunity to what they call raise the offering. And that becomes competitive as well. And on this given night, they came to me and said, uh, would you like to raise the offering? I said, sure. But before I do so, I will raise an offering by telling people why they shouldn't give, not why they must give. Because I don't believe that it's our job to pressurise people to giving because it has to come as an expression of heart. And they changed their mind and decided they'd have somebody else raise the offering. So we can't give just into a response of pressure or because others are doing it or because our position um, means that we've got to show that we're more generous than somebody else. Uh, in any way, giving to impress or to gain respect or identity. These, these are completely contrary to biblical basis for giving and not at all acceptable. And of course, if we give grudgingly or under compulsion, that's hardly an expression of heart. And let's remember money is never an alternative to uh, love and affection you see we understand that if it's more blessed to give than it is to receive there's a joy in actually doing it his way and doing it from the right place there's a tragedy of doing it the wrong way and so we want to look at some of the things which will please God and some of the things which are contrary to his purpose and that means that sometimes we have to break away from some of the traditions. I think when we first started, we realized uh, in our development of seeking to uh, love God, love one another and live as though we did live a lifestyle that demonstrates that that had radical implications for the way that we handled money, things of absolute integrity but things of generosity, things of excellence. You know, we don't have it so much now, but used to get a lot of um, advertising handbills that had come through the door. And you could always recognize immediately something that had come from a church 
background because it was done on the cheapest possible way. You know, the kingdom of God is very excellent. We saw something of the excellence of Solomon's kingdom. There's something that commends the heart of God, the generosity of God. God is a generous God. God is a God of excellence. I mean, let's face it, he could have economized uh, and just used one color green on all the uh, branches, all the leaves, all the different shrubbery. But he's a generous God. He, he's a God that loves to give. And so having to do something from the cheapest possible way doesn't commend God. God is a God of excellence. And so we want to recognize and reflect what he's really like uh, as the God of the whole earth. A God who uses money and giving as an expression of heart. Just one expression, not the whole expression. A God who wants us to move away from worldly attitudes uh, in, in favour of expressing his heart and his life. Money to demonstrate what the kingdom of God is really like. And he wants us to enjoy. You see, there's a there's a pleasure in receiving, but it's a great joy in giving. And this is what God wants us to enter into in a full way.